Hi, I'm Manika Raman-Wilms, and you're listening to The Decibel from The Globe and Mail. With inflation, rising interest rates, the plunging stock market, and the rumblings of a recession, we've been hearing a lot about the not-so-great state of the economy. Many of us are worried about savings and even day-to-day expenses. But what we don't often hear about in this conversation is what's going on in the bond market. Bonds are conservative, relatively stable investments with modest returns. They're not flashy like stocks. But what happens in the bond market matters. 125 trillion US is tied up in this world. That's three times bigger than all stock markets combined. So why doesn't it get the same amount of attention? The bond market is always a lesson in modesty. You know, what it's saying is things are uncertain. It might be time to pay attention to what you can actually get. Because the other stuff might be impossible at the moment. Globe feature writer Ian Brown wanted to demystify this world. He's on the show to tell us about how bonds work, what bonds can teach us about the economy we live in today, and why the foundation they're built on may be cracking. This is The Decibel. Ian, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it's a pleasure. I want to just kind of jump into this world of bonds because it's it's pretty interesting and not something that I've really known much about before. I, I wanted to ask you, what did you know about the bond market before you started reporting on it? Oh, I, I knew virtually nothing. Um, you know, the, everybody talks about the stock market. You know, the stock market is uh, we incessantly, right? Uh, It's going up, it's going down. We we think that it's this to the true measure of our financial health, when in fact, it's it's not. It's actually this whole other part of the economy, the bond market. All the stock markets in the world are probably worth $65 trillion. (laughs) The bond market, it's three times as large. and, And it's way more indicative of the of the um, health of the economy, uh, because, you know, knowing what people owe and how much money they're going to need to pay stuff back and over what a period of time, that's that's really important to the economy. So let's actually talk a little bit about the bond market then and demystify it a little bit for those of us who are not as familiar. What exactly is a bond, first of all? Uh, a bond is an IOU. And that's all it is. I mean, the, you know, these things have been around since, you know, uh, the 6th century B.C., when people were lending piles of corn and and asking for 20% more corn when they got the corn back, you know, from the person they lent it to. They're the foundation of of the economy, way more than the stock market is. But all it is is an IOU. Um, If I want to borrow some money, uh, I approach you and I say, I'm going to give you a bond for $100. It's it's an IOU for 100 bucks, and I'll pay you your $100 back by a certain date, and I'll give you whatever interest we we agree to. Who, who can issue a bond? Anybody. Anybody can issue a bond. You know, the government of Canada issues them. They're, they're the, the most stable kind there are. And the more stable, the more reliable, the more certain it is you're going to get paid back, the lower the return. 
the government of Canada is not going to go broke. So you're going to get PIBs over 10 years, you might make 2.5%, 2%. So let's just really spell out the difference here then, Ian. How is a bond different from a stock? A stock is something you buy to own a piece of the company. A, a stock, the upside on that is is potentially infinite and and the downside is potentially zero and that's how you get you know through storytelling essentially something like tesla you know which was worth last november was worth around 1.2 its its market capitalization was 1.2 trillion dollars hmm. today it's worth half that and Elon Musk, you know, the great genius, is talking about what happens if it goes bankrupt. I mean, that can happen in the stock market. That doesn't happen in the bond market. The bond market, you buy the bond for $100, you get your 4% 10 years later, and it never goes any lower than that. It never goes any higher than that, but it never goes any lower. It's a sure thing, so-called. Mm-hmm. And bonds and stocks work together in the economy. So, you know, if you have a financial advisor, your financial advisor probably has you... in stocks, or maybe 70%, and 30 or 40% in bonds. And what happens is, you know, stocks can go up, I don't know, 20, 30, 40%. You can get huge gains. And you'll only ever get that, whatever it is, 2 or 4 or maybe maximum 9% on a bond. But Hmm. when things are good, the stocks go up and the bonds go down. And when things are bad... The stocks go down, but the bonds go up because they're a sure thing, right? You you know you're going to get that money back. People say bonds don't make you rich, but they keep you from being poor. And they're the fallback mm. position. Bonds have been around for a long time. Of course, Canada started selling bonds um, as a way to raise money for the First World War. Uh, and they've been around ever since. So I guess what is it about this moment in time, Ian, that that makes bonds worth paying attention to? Well, you know, for the first time in a long time, uh, bonds have lost money. Uh, since last, late last fall, the bond market has been dropping. You know, earlier we were saying if the stock market goes down, bonds go up. And, you know, if the stock market goes up, bonds go down. Well, the, the stock market in the last, whatever it is, nine, you know, eight months, nine months, has lost nearly 30% of its value. And I'm using rough numbers here. You would have expected bonds to go up in that time. But instead, bonds have themselves dropped, you know, 6%, 10%. Some bond funds have dropped 14%. And to a bond investor, I mean, that is, that's a catastrophe. If I spoke to a bond trader who told me that if inflation goes up to 5%, he thinks losses in bonds, even in bonds, will be 20%. I mean, that's, that really is a catastrophe. That means a whole bunch of people aren't going to be retiring, you know, when they, mm. when they thought they were. So the reason why bonds are going down right now, too, is, is tied back to inflation here. Can you kind of, yeah, really spell that out? The Bank of Canada sets what they call the overnight lending rate. The problem is that mm. when inflation is going up, the Bank of Canada has to meet inflation, it's, it's got to give a return that is equal to inflation. Otherwise, the economy can collapse. So they, they constantly have to push rates up. Mm-hmm. And when rates are going up, every bond you buy is suddenly worse less today than it was yesterday. And inflation, you know, was dropping pretty much between 19... 
80, right? When it, the interest rate peaked at something like 22% in Canada, your parents, you know, talked about having a, a mortgage worth that at 18% and how harrowing that was. Well, that, that was from that time. But inflation has been going down ever since 1980. So for the past, whatever that is, 40 years, people have just been selling bonds and it's been very easy to make money, you know, because you've got that 4% bond and suddenly the interest rate is 2%, right? And you're worth more money. Suddenly now, interest rates are going up again because inflation is going up and the Bank of Canada is trying to fight inflation by raising interest rates because that sometimes works. So you've got this terrible problem now, whereas your 4% bond is now competing against interest rates that are 6%. That's not a good situation because that means you're earning less than inflation. So here am I sitting there with my sure thing that I thought was going to you know, make me 4% that I could live on. Suddenly it's, it's worth way less than that. Hmm. This sounds a little bit complicated, honestly, like this. There's a lot kind of to wrap our heads around here. But essentially what you're saying is when inflation goes up, the value of your, your bonds decreases. So that's bad. Is that fair to say? Yes. That, this is what makes the bond market so hard to understand. When interest rates go up, bond prices drop. And nobody knows at this point how high inflation is going to go, whether they're going to be able to stop it by raising interest rates, how long that's going to stop, you know, where they're going to settle out. And normally the bond market, which, you know, is essentially a measure of everybody's debts, the bond market knows what's happening. It, it knows where things are going to go. But now for the first time in 40 years, bond people who've really had no experience of raising rates. They've been used to this 40-year decline in interest rates. Suddenly, they're facing this situation they don't understand. So they don't know what's happening. And when the bond market doesn't know what's happening, all those nervous, nerdy math guys, they get really upset because it feels like the foundation of the house is cracking. They don't like that at all. And that's the situation we're in right now. Why is this the moment that is so confusing to traders? Why, why have they not seen anything like this before? Well, first of all, interest rates have been, we've been in this incredible period of prosperity, you know, led by, there's been automation, there's been globalization, all things that have kind of come to a halt during the pandemic. You know, globalization is kind of a nasty word now. So for 40 years, they've had these declining rates. That's one thing. But we're also coming out of a pandemic. And nobody's experienced this in, you know, nearly a hundred years. Well, in a hundred years since the Spanish flu, you know, in, in 1918. So nobody knows what that's done to the economy. The government spent a huge amount of money that they've now got to, you know, pay off somehow. That drives interest rates up, you know. There's all this, all this uncertainty. You know, historically, and there's not a lot of research on this, but there is some, Historically, it has taken countries and economies 20 years to recover from, you know, a bout of the Black Plague or from a pandemic. Mm. 20 years. And that's 20 years of really slowly rising rates and slowly rising wages. And so we're coming out of 40 years of decline, of huge prosperity, declining interest rates, you know, which have been easy to make money in. And we're in, coming into this 
who knows how long period where everything's the opposite, where it's much harder to make money, especially in bonds. Okay, so before I let you go here, Ian, we've, we've talked about a lot of the details here, but I wonder if we can step back and get philosophical again for a second about the bond market. It seems strange. This seems like such a you know an influential market that we don't really talk about. A lot of us don't pay that much attention to. What do you think that says, I guess, about our society today that we don't really pay attention to this bond market? And, and can we learn anything from actually paying attention to the bond market? Well, I think I, I I think we can. I certainly learned that. Um, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, the bond market is always a lesson in modesty. Mm. You know, you know what it's saying is things are uncertain. It might be time to pay attention to what you can actually get, because the other stuff might be impossible at the moment. You know, we we've got to recover from all this incredible change and the war in Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera. So it might be a time to be modest. And bonds might be saying modesty is traditionally a virtue. And it might be time for all of us to try a little, having lived so immodestly for so long. Well, you know, I talked to a guy who's a, a longtime writer um, at the Financial Times about this once. And he said, you know, anybody who thinks about the market, and that's the stock market or the bond market, he said, the first thing you learn is humility. Because every day and every week and every year, in some way, even if you know, the, you're the king of the universe, it proves to you that you were wrong. And he said that that's the reason he likes to write about the markets, is that you're always trying to think about something that's bigger than you and that's always teaching you to think outside of the ordinary way you think. So there's this there's this built-in humility to all the markets. And and that's what the bond market is showing us these days is that you know people make a fortune selling quote intelligence and advice and you know their inside that you know yeah they can control the market they know it and we can't. And, and bonds have reminded us of that fact that in fact this this huge edifice we've built this huge capitalistic system you know it's based on a wing and a prayer the wing is the stock market and and the prayer is the bond market but it's just that the 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 prayer the bond market is actually more reliable and is the thing we have to fall back to and we don't like to think that way Ian, thank you. This was a, a surprisingly a very illuminating conversation here. Oh, good. My, you know, I, it amazes so me that it was illuminating in any way. But, <laughs> but I'm, thank you for uh, it's fun to talk about. That's it for today. I'm Manika Raman Wilms. Our summer producer is Zara Kuzema. Our producers are Madeline White, Cheryl Sutherland, and Rachel Levy McLaughlin. David Crosby edits the show. Kasia Mihailovic is our senior producer, and Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.